In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. 
for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday after the Epiphany of our Lord is recorded in Exodus chapter 33. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I might find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And the Lord said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. 
Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And Moses said, Please, show me your glory. Then the Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But the Lord said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. This is the word of the Lord. in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5. Be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma, submitting to one another in the fear of God, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who is the person responsible for providing at a wedding? The bridegroom usually relies on someone to be master of the feast, while the bridegroom himself enjoys the feast. The master of the feast provides food and wine, but only at the bridegroom's command and under the bridegroom's direction. And as you would expect, to be without food and drink, an organized feast, is an embarrassment and a failure a sign of rashness and ignorance on the groom's part. Nobody wants to be at a wedding party when there's no food and no drink, let alone host such a party. Yet it is Jesus, a guest, who does the hosting. At Cana, Jesus takes the place of the master of the feast. He says, fill the water pots with water. He says, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. The servants drew out the best wine the wedding party had ever tasted, and it was saved for last. Jesus saves the whole wedding from scorn and shame, and he turns what would have been a disaster into something beautiful. He turns the oversight of not having enough wine, into a perfect design. And thus Jesus also takes the place of the bridegroom to create order amidst chaos, to protect the bride from a shameful day. At Cana, Jesus begins to show himself as eternal bridegroom, master of the feast of salvation. Now, this is the first of miracles done by Jesus, and it sets the stage for how Jesus cares for his church. He cares for his church as a bridegroom does for his bride. A good bridegroom acts in love early and often. He wants his bride to know that he cares for her and that he will always take care of her. He wants her to know what's going on and that he will be with her through everything that goes on, whatever the struggles are. He wants her to know now that she'll be able to rest at the end of the day. And when it comes time, the bridegroom is willing and does lay down his life for his bride, his life to protect hers. In the miracle of water turned to wine at Cana, Jesus begins to make himself known. Christ's action of love are manifests, a word that means apparent, obvious. At Cana, we get a glimpse of how Jesus listens to our pleas for help and how he acts on them. Jesus shows himself to be bridegroom of the church. He listens and hears to his bride's prayers. He sees a need and meets the need just as a bridegroom would do. He is always present there for her, and he works to give her rest, resolution, absolution from all her troubles and sufferings. 
It starts at the wedding feast at Cana. When there's a need, do whatever he says, and he does. When the Apostle Paul explains headship for Christ and the church, we see that Paul is talking about more than just husbands and wives. He is talking also about bodies and heads. As elsewhere in his epistles, Paul explains we are members of his body. We are all members of the one body of Christ. And thus the comparison, for the husband is the head of the wife, and also Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. To be a member of Christ's body mean to, means that we are one with him. We are in union, and we receive protection and love from our head, Christ. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord Christ does for the church. The miracle at Cana is just the beginning of Christ's earthly ministry. The church sees Christ beginning to do as bridegroom for bride. And it is apparent here that Christ's motivation, his intent, his direction and movement throughout his life, throughout his ministry, throughout his dying and his rising, is that he would make his love for the church known to the church. That is why he cleanses the leper. That is why he heals the sick. That is why he makes men and women full again. That is why he rises the dead. All of Christ's actions are, all of his actions by nature are, done in love toward his church. At Cana, the wedding guests are the ones receiving his love. At Calvary, the whole world receives his love. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Jesus showed himself to be generous and compassionate and chaste and decent in what he said and in what he did. His first of miracles here at Cana sets the stage for the rest of his work all the way up to his generosity and compassion during Holy Week. At Cana, he submitted, willfully obedient to his mother's beckoning to provide for the wedding. At Calvary, he submitted, willfully obedient to his father's call to the cross. Christ's actions are not motivated to himself, but outward, directed at the church that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That means Christ's actions are directed to you, the church. Just as Christ made the wedding at Cana to be good again, Christ makes you good again. In Cana, Christ directs the servants to fill six water pots, and by his word, the bride and the groom and all present at the party are saved. In Sussex, Christ directs his servants to fill a 28-sided water pot. And by Christ's word, the bride and groom and all present here are saved. Christ shows himself here in the water and the word. 
He establishes and manifests his cleansing word of forgiveness. He shows himself to husbands otherwise destined for scorn, to wives otherwise destined for shame. He shows himself to everyone sitting at the wedding feast otherwise destined for suffering, and yet he gives eternal pleasure. Christ's actions are for you, that he might present you to himself as a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she, that's you, should be holy and without blemish. And Christ, your head, has. He has preserved you from shame, from scorn, from rashness and ignorance, from undersight. There are no spots or wrinkles or blemishes for you. You are, if you'll excuse the expression, pure as snow before it becomes slush. So submit to this, that the Lord Jesus Christ comes to you. He comes to you and gives you his presence. Submit to this, that he is your bridegroom, and in him you have rest. You have cleansing. He is the master of the feast, and he gives you his body. Well, he gives you the best wine there ever was. And he points you with this beginning of miracles at Cana to the greatest miracles of all, his death and his resurrection, where he gave himself up for you that you would have what he has. Come to the feast, because it is where God makes himself known to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. 
I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In our prayers this morning, in addition to what is listed in the congregation at prayer, we pray for Alan Gable. Al moved after the death of Janine to a care center in Oshkosh, and these last weeks since Thanksgiving, he has been in declining health and has now been moved to skilled nursing at the care center that he resides at. We also remind the congregation that Reverend Dr. Wolf Kanapi, born in Bavaria and who grew up in Nazi Germany and would have served as an ordained pastor this year for 75 years, uh, will have a funeral this coming Saturday at 11.30. There is visitation on Friday evening, which will close with Compline evening prayer at 8 o'clock. Visitation on Saturday is from 9.30 until time of service at 11.30. The senior choir and the children's choirs will be singing for the funeral service. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. To the Lord who manifested his glory in the sign at Cana and restored creation through the shedding of his blood that he would give us joy and gladness in the revelation of his truth and in the abundance of his grace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For John Bender, Lee Weber, Amy Gierach, Tyler Church, Holly Schneider, Donovan Alvarez, Julie Perry, Eunice Disson, Nathaniel Haga, and Ruth Schneider celebrating baptismal birthdays this week, that they may be preserved in the body of Christ and remain faithful unto death, let us pray to the Lord. For the fallen churches of our fellowship, that their faith may be rebuilt and produce a holy resolve in the word of God, bringing forth fruit according to his will, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all pastors and church leaders, that they would be led like the servants at Cana to do as Christ instructs that they would preach Christ's word with boldness, that our Heavenly Father would provide for all their earthly needs. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sacred vocations of husband and wife, let us give thanks to the Lord and for faithfulness to stand in this world under the sacrifice of Christ in the love we give and receive that the institution of marriage as God ordained it may be lifted up for all the world to see the mystery of Christ's sacrifice for his bride, the church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all the rulers of the world, that they may govern according to the kind intention of God's will. For all nations, that God would draw them under the cover of his church and that the meek may not be tempted by the prosperity of the wicked, seeing that they will inherit the earth. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have 
for those in need, especially Alan Gable in his increasing frailty, Don Frederick undergoing surgery this week, Connie Pinzel recuperating from a stroke, George Kaminsky and Nicola Giordano's grandmother recuperating from hospitalizations, and those in cancer treatment, including Reverend Dr. John Willie, Reverend Luke Berenger, Jean Royce, and Gabby Hartwig, and for Charles Schwen, who is in a rehabilitation center, for Karen in hospice care, that God would be the father of the lonely and the forsaken, the helper of the sick and suffering, and the comforter of the distressed and sorrowful. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving for God's faithfulness through the long life of the Reverend Dr. Wolf Canopy, for his ministry of the gospel and sacraments to Christ's holy bride, the church, and for the comfort of his family and those who mourn his death with the same gospel which he so faithfully proclaimed to those in need, and for all those who mourn the death of loved ones, especially the family and friends of Dwayne Schmudlock. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who approach the altar this day, that by the Holy Spirit they would receive the holy sacrament of Christ's very body and blood in faithful repentance and to their abundant blessing, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you that of your grace you have instituted holy matrimony in which you keep us from unchastity and other offenses. We implore you, send your blessing on every husband and wife. Do not let them provoke one another to anger and strife, but that let them live peaceably together in love and godliness. Strengthen them with your gracious help throughout all temptations and help them to rear their children in accordance with your will. Grant us all to walk before you in purity and holiness, putting our trust in you and leading such lives on earth that in the world to come we may have everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it 
in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim our Lord's death until he comes. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming, we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Welcome to the divine service this morning. We uh, held out as long as we could, but for a change, the weather forecasts were actually correct. So we had to uh, surrender on Friday. Uh, this means that there is a lot of coleslaw in the fridge. There's a lot of German potato salad in the fridge. There are also brownies, one of the most favorite dessert of the weeks that we have at Fish Fry. They're in containers already out on the counter. There's a cup there. Now, there's one cup that's for eggs. The LaFours bring in eggs. Please don't put, well, I'm, they'll be happy to take your money. <clears throat> and then there's another cup there. It just says Fish Fry donations. That's how we'll handle it. Uh, help yourself. There's some... Uh, uh, coleslaw already in little cups. There's some large containers and so forth. Uh, do you, Eric, where are you? Eric. Eric. Could, Eric, how much is a, one of those big containers of potato salad and big containers of coleslaw? $22 a piece? Yeah. So that gives you an idea if you want to take, because you're having, you know, some sort of uh, football party this afternoon, you know. You can get, it, get an idea. 
It's whatever you want to give for the desserts, for the uh, coleslaw and the potato salad. Also, there's potatoes in there that uh, have been par-fried. If anybody wants to make some french fries at home, why, help yourself, okay? There is the, uh, the um, what's it called, Pastor? The cook-off, the, the... International cook-off. International cook-off next Sunday. Next Sunday, but you can't make fries. <laughs> oh, the french fries, there's a good here. Yeah, and uh, I hope many of you will be able to come on Saturday for Dr. Canopy's funeral. Uh, Bible class will be today as we bridge the nativity narratives with our family marriage retreat Bible study. So come and see. Have a good week.